Good morning, friends. Today is Sunday, the 27th of December, 2020. It is the first Sunday after Christmas Day. Our readings this morning are Psalms 93 and 96. Isaiah chapter 62, verses 6 and 7 and 10 through 12. Hebrews chapter 2, verses 10 through 18. And the Gospel of Matthew chapter 11, verses 8 through 25. Behold, the dwelling of God is with humankind. God will dwell with them, and they shall be God's people, and God themselves will be with them and be their God. Dearly beloved, we have come together in the presence of Almighty God, our Heavenly Creator, to set forth God's praise, to hear God's holy word, and to ask for ourselves and on behalf of others those things that are necessary for our life and our salvation. And so that we may prepare ourselves in heart and mind to worship God, let us kneel in silence and with penitent and obedient hearts confess our sins, that we may obtain forgiveness by God's infinite goodness and mercy. God of all mercy, we confess that we have sinned against you, opposing your will in our lives. We have denied your goodness in each other, in ourselves, and in the world you have created. We repent of the evil that enslaves us, the evil we have done, and the evil done on our behalf. Forgive, restore, and strengthen us, through our Savior Jesus Christ, that we may abide in your love and serve only your will. Amen. Almighty God, have mercy on us. Forgive us all our sins through the grace of Jesus Christ. Strengthen us in all goodness, and by the power of the Holy Spirit, keep us in eternal life. Amen. O God, let our mouth proclaim your praise, and your glory all the day long. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. To us a child is born. Come, let us worship. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to God. Let us shout for joy to the rock of our salvation. Let us come before God's presence with thanksgiving and raise a loud shout to God with psalms. For you are a great God. You are great above all gods. In your hand are the caverns of the earth, and the heights of the hills are yours also. The sea is yours, for you made it, and your hands have molded the dry land. Come, let us bow down and bend the knee and kneel before God our Maker. For you are our God, and we are the people of your pasture and the sheep of your hand. Oh, that today we would hearken to your voice. Alleluia. To us a child is born. O come, let us worship. Alleluia. Psalm 93. God is sovereign. God is robed in majesty. God is robed, God is girded with strength. God has established the world, it shall never be moved. Your throne is established from of old. You are from everlasting. The floods have lifted up, O God. The floods have lifted up their voice. The floods lift up their roaring. More majestic than the thunders of mighty waters. More majestic than the waves of the sea. Majestic on high is God. Your decrees are very sure. Holiness befits your house, O God, forevermore. 
Psalm 96 O sing to God a new song. Sing to God all the earth. Sing to God, bless God's name. Tell of God's salvation from day to day. Declare God's glory among the peoples. Excuse me. Declare God's glory among the nations, God's marvelous works among all the peoples. For great is God and greatly to be praised. God is to be revered above all gods. For all the gods of the peoples are idols, but God made the heavens. Honor and majesty are before God. Strength and beauty are in God's sanctuary. Ascribe to God, O families of the peoples. Ascribe to God glory and strength. Ascribe to God the glory due God's name. Bring an offering and come into God's courts. Worship God in holy splendor. Tremble before God all the earth. Say among the nations, God is sovereign. The world is firmly established. It shall never be moved. God will judge the peoples with equity. Let the heavens be glad. Let the earth rejoice. Let the sea roar in all that fills it. Let the field exult in everything in it. Then shall all the trees of the forest sing for joy before God, for God is coming. God is coming to judge the earth. God will judge the world with righteousness and the peoples with God's truth. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Isaiah, chapter 62. Upon your walls, O Jerusalem, I have posted sentinels. All day and all night they shall never be silent. You who remind God, take no rest and give God no rest until God establishes Jerusalem and makes it renowned throughout the earth. Go through, go through the gates, prepare the way for the people. Build up, build up the highway, clear it of stones, lift up an ensign over the peoples. God has proclaimed to the end of the earth, say to daughter Zion, see your salvation comes. God's reward is with God and God's recompense before God. They shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of God, and you shall be called sought out, a city not forsaken. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle C. My heart exalts in you, O God. My triumph song is lifted in you. My mouth derides my enemies, for I rejoice in your salvation. There is none holy like you, nor any rock to be compared to you, our God. Do not heap up prideful words or speak in arrogance. Only God is knowing and weighs all actions. The bows of the mighty are broken, but the weak are clothed in strength. Those once full now labor for bread. Those who hungered now are well fed. The childless woman has borne sevenfold, while the mother of many is forlorn. God destroys and brings to life, casts down and raises up, gives wealth or takes it away, humbles and dignifies. God raises the poor from the dust and lifts the needy from the ash heap 
to make them sit with the rulers and inherit a place of honor. For the pillars of the earth are God's, on which the whole earth is founded. Praise to the holy and undivided Trinity, one God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. A reading from Hebrews chapter 2, verses 10 through 18. It was fitting that God, for whom and through whom all things exist, in bringing many children to glory, should make the pioneer of their salvation perfect through sufferings. For the one who sanctifies and those who are sanctified all have one creator, one parent. For this reason, Jesus is unashamed to call us siblings, saying, I will proclaim your name to my siblings. In the midst of the congregation, I will praise you. And again, I will put my trust in God. And again, here am I and the children whom God has given me. Therefore, since the children share flesh and blood, God himself likewise shared the same things so that through death God might destroy the one who has the power of death, that is, the devil, and free those who all their lives were held in slavery by the fear of death. For it is clear that God did not come to help angels, but the descendants of Abraham and Sarah. Therefore Christ had to become like their siblings in every respect, so that Christ might be a merciful and faithful high priest in the service of God to make a sacrifice of atonement for the sins of the people, because they themselves was tested by what they suffered. Christ is able to help those who are being tested. Hear what the Spirit is saying to God's people. Thanks be to God. Canticle N, A Song of God's Love Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. In this the love of God was revealed among us, that God sent their only incarnate into the world, so that we might live through Jesus Christ. In this is love. Not that we loved God, but that God loved us and sent their incarnate that sins might be forgiven. Beloved, since God loved us so much, we ought also to love one another. For if we love one another, God abides in us, and God's love will be perfected in us. Praise to the Holy and Undivided Trinity. One God, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. The Holy Gospel of our Savior Jesus Christ, according to Matthew. Glory to you, Jesus Christ. Matthew chapter 11, verses 8 through 25. What then did you go out to see? Someone dressed in soft robes? Look, those who wear soft robes are in royal palaces. What then did you go out to see? A prophet? Yes, I tell you, and more than a prophet. This is the one about whom it is written. See, 
I am sending my messenger ahead of you, who will prepare your way before you. Truly, I tell you, among those born of women, no one has arisen greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the dominion of heaven is greater than John. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the dominion of heaven has suffered violence, and the violent take it by force. For all the prophets in the law prophesied until John came. And if you are willing to accept it, John is Elijah who is to come. Let anyone with ears listen. But to what will I compare this generation? It is like children sitting in the marketplaces and calling to one another. We played the flute for you, and you did not dance. We wailed, and you did not mourn. For John came neither eating nor drinking, and they say he has a demon. The incarnate came eating and drinking, and they say, Look, a glutton and a drunkard, a friend of tax collectors and sinners. Yet wisdom is vindicated by her deeds. Then Jesus began to reproach the cities in which most of Jesus' deeds of power had been done, because they did not repent. Woe to you, Chorazin! Woe to you, Bethsaida! For if the deeds of power done in you had been done in Tyre and Sidon, they would have repented long ago in sackcloth and ashes. But I tell you, on the day of judgment it will be more tolerable for Tyre and Sidon than for you. And you, Capernaum, will you be exalted to heaven? No. You will be brought down to Hades. For if the deeds of power done in you had been done in Sodom and Sodom, it would have remained until this day. But I tell you that on the day of judgment, it will be more tolerable for the land of Sodom than for you. At that time, Jesus said, I thank you, parent, creator, sovereign of heaven and earth, because you have hidden these things from the wise and the intelligent and have revealed them to infants. The Gospel of Jesus Christ. Praise to you, Jesus Christ. Let's affirm our faith together. We believe in God, the nurturer and teacher, from whom is named every family in heaven and on earth. We believe in Jesus Christ, begotten of divine love, who lives in our hearts through faith and fills us with that love. We believe in God, the Holy Spirit. She strengthens us with power from on high. We believe in one God, source of all being, love incarnate, spirit of truth. Amen. A few thoughts about our readings today. So I find it very interesting. I don't believe in coincidences, <laughs> I guess is is kind of the funny way to say that. Um, but I had a friend who sent to me a prayer for another friend where she talked about the flooding of healing. And our Psalms this morning, Psalms 93 and 96, speak to us about floods, about the floods lifting up, lifting up their voice, lifting up their roaring, 
signifying, signifying God's triumph over all. And I think that it's significant to think of the flood of healing, the flood of God's mighty and God's majesty. And in those moments, in those thin places of time and space, when we feel the presence of God in that powerful way, the knowing that goes beyond human knowledge, it, it does feel like a flood. It feels so powerful that it is a little bit frightening. And yet, I think that we wish for this, we pray for this, for God's mighty flood of healing and love to come and just wash everything else away. And I think about how we've been talking over the last few months about the need to burn down all that is unholy, scrape it clean down to the earth and build anew. And I think that this is the way God helps us with the flood of God's presence and love and healing power, a flood so strong that nothing can stand against it. And I pray for the flood of God to come and wash away everything that needs to go. Just crumble it. Take it away. So that we can build something new with you, God. I pray this for us as individuals, as communities, as the global community. I know that there are things that have clung fast in my life, in my holistic being, that are not of God and that need to go. For me, shame is one of them. And fear. And so I pray for myself and for any who need it that shame and fear be washed away, swept away in the deluge of God's love. Whatever it is that troubles you, whatever it is that has taken up unholy root in your person, in your being, my friends, I pray for it to be washed away. And in its place, for love to take root. For you, the quintessential you, your being that is like no other, to take root in God's love. Love rooted and rooted in love. Growing new. This is a season, this Christmas season, that we've been preparing for. We've been talking about Advent. And in this Christmas season, I think it is time for us to allow God to do a new thing. Coming of Christ is new. We are building new. We are being new. On a personal note, to that end, I'm trying something new for the month of January. I love you, and my time with you is amazing and holy and beautiful and life-giving. 
And also, I need to make some space for God to do something new with me. So for the month of January, I'll be taking a sabbatical from the podcast. And I will be still saying morning prayer and still praying for all of you, both those of you who I know by name and those who I don't. But as opposed to recording it and casting it, it will be a time of personal prayer. And then I am going to make some space for some creative and inspirational work um, with God. I have felt this, this yearning to create and we're going to see what that looks like with me and with God. So thank you for understanding. I'll remind us as we get closer to the first, which is in just a few days, but that's one thing that I am doing to see what God is doing that is new is making space for it, making space for the co-creative process. And I thank you for so kindly allowing me that space. And I humbly suggest that perhaps you do the same. Perhaps we all take January as a sabbatical from this particular format of being together and explore different ways of communing with God and with each other, making space for God to do something new. I'm excited to get back together in February and hear all about it. But going back to our readings, what stood out to me from our reading from Isaiah was the very last verse. They shall be called the holy people, the redeemed of God, and you shall be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. I think maybe that's words, those are words that we need to hear today, that we are sought out. We are not forsaken, that God pursues us, that even when we think that God is gone because for whatever reason we cannot feel or hear God, God is there. Even when we run away, God chases after us. We are too precious to let go of. If ever there was a time in your life that you felt thrown away, that was not God. It was not anything to do with God. It was completely counter to God. God is the opposite of throwing away. God's never, ever abandoned any of us. God is chasing after you right this moment. God is pursuing you. God spends God's time dreaming of you. And thinking of ways to show you love. May that become apparent to all of us in this season of Christmas. We talked a moment ago about um, being freed from that which binds us in in an unholy way. The flood of God's love sweeping away shame and fear and whatever else holds us. And Hebrews speaks to this, that all of us whose lives were held in slavery by fear, here it specifically references the fear of death, but I believe it is any fear, are freed. We are freed by Christ. 
whatever it is that has been holding you back from experiencing the love of God, from being the love of God, from being yourself, whatever it is that has kept you from you, from God's purpose for you. You are freed from that by Christ. We declare that now in the name of Christ. Christ has come. Christ has freed us. May the bonds fall away. And I think it's important to remember here that when Scripture talks about being tested, it doesn't mean it in the way we think of tests and quizzes. Here on earth, you know, like God isn't setting traps for us to see how we do, but rather we are tested like metal, um, refined in the fire. Life is full of testing moments, but it's not in a trickster way. It's It's in a way that we are refined by experience. And the most painful experiences can be the most refining. And by refining, I I mean, again, about about freeing, um, you know, where the metal is put in the fire and all of the dross, like the impurities, they fall away. So all of these things, I think about it like it's kind of like gunk that's built up on us any time there's a wound or an experience or something that has clouded our clear conduit to God and God's love. It, this is, you know, here's, I guess the, the opposite metaphor to the flood metaphor. This is the fire metaphor. It burns all that away and leaves it clear. And we've talked a lot lately about having clarity, having eyes to see and ears to hear, having God's senses experience the world. And I think that's what we're being told here. And we're being told that we're not alone in our suffering, that Christ suffered, that any trial that we endure, Christ has passed through. And so there is a way Christ has laid the way for us. May our current trials so refine us that we find the path clear. Amen. Lastly, my friends, our gospel reading from Matthew, which actually we've read before in this season. Um, This speaks of us preparing the way for each other and for Christ, for clearing the way. And I think about this right now in terms of making space. You know, we just talked about how I'm going to make space for God to do something new, to follow the call of my soul to creativity. And I think that this is like a serious thing for us to make space in our lives for God, for the Holy Spirit. I think this is the way that we prepare the way for God to enter 
And this is really, I believe, the only way in which we lead each other as we make space. And when we make the space and walk upon the path that the Holy Spirit lays out with clarity before us, then there is a new way made. A new path cleared to God. For each of us have a different path. None of us can walk right behind in the footsteps of another. We can walk alongside each other, but none of us share the same path. However, I believe each new way cleared, I believe our God is a God of aggregates. We rejoice together, we mourn together, as it says earlier in our passage from Matthew. We play the flute for each other and we dance together. We wail and we mourn together. We are meant to be together with and for each other. And so each time one of us finds a new way, finds our way, these things are, are both completely beautifully unique to us, but also intertwined. So each new path cleared is part of clearing the greater path, the conduit to God. Does that, I hope that makes some kind of sense that it is both unique and also not singular. And the more paths we make, the more clearly we experience God and can have and be God's love to ourselves and to others. Holy Spirit, come. Amen. Let's do our prayers from the Iona Abbey worship book. We haven't done that in a bit. Actually, let's do a different prayer. Let's do the prayer um, that begins on page 10. And before we go into that, let's do the, the invitational piece. Sorry, I'm kind of figuring this liturgy out as I go, friends. Thank you for bearing with me. God be with you, and also with you. Let us pray. Our Creator in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your dominion come, your will be done, on earth as in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Save us from the time of trial and deliver us from evil. For the sovereignty, the power, and the glory are yours, now and forever. Amen. Now let's do the prayers beginning on page 10 of the Iona Abbey worship book. You, God, have brought us to this thin place where earth and heaven embrace, the past interweaves with the future, 
Different nations and languages mingle, and what we want is replaced by what we need. God, you are good to us. And if we feel strange because this place and those around us are unfamiliar, and if we feel tired because we have traveled far, and if we feel uncertain because we do not know what is before us, still, let us gladly say, God, you are good to us. Bless those we have left behind. Reveal your wisdom through those we meet. Rest your peace on what weighs heavily on our hearts and plant your purpose in what we deeply desire so that when we leave, we can say with truer conviction, God, you are good to us. Amen. The Collect for the First Sunday After Christmas Day Almighty God, you have poured upon us the new light of your incarnate word. Grant that this light, enkindled in our hearts, may shine forth in our lives. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, one God, now and forever. Amen. A Collect for Sundays O God, you make us glad with the weekly remembrance of the glorious resurrection of your incarnate, our Savior. Give us this day such blessing through our worship of you that the week to come may be spent in your presence. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Let us use as our prayer for mission, as we have been, the prayer attributed to St. Francis. Give me just a second to find it because I have lost my bookmark. God, make us instruments of your peace. Where there is hatred, let us sow love. Where there is injury, pardon. Where there is discord, union. Where there is doubt, faith. Where there is despair, hope. Where there is darkness, light. Where there is sadness, joy. Grant that we may not so much seek to be consoled as to console. To be understood as to understand. To be loved as to love. For it is in giving that we receive, it is in pardoning that we are pardoned, and it is in dying that we are born to eternal life. Amen. Now is the time when we lift up, circle and hold in the light giving to God all those whom the Holy Spirit has placed upon our hearts for prayer. Dear God, may your love wash through our lives like a great flood, sweeping away anything that is unholy. 
And may the spirit come, hands atop our hands, planting new life, new growth, rooted in the nourishing soil and water of your love. May love take root in our hearts. May love spring forth in our lives. Amen. Almighty God, giver of all mercies, we, your co-creators, give you humble thanks for all your goodness and loving kindness to us and to all whom you have made. We bless you for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for your immeasurable love and the redemption of the world by our Savior, Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And, we pray, give us such an awareness of your mercies that with truly thankful hearts we may show forth your praise, not only with our lips but in our lives, by giving up ourselves to your service and by walking before you in holiness and righteousness all our days. Through Jesus Christ, our Savior, to whom with you and the Holy Spirit be honor and glory throughout all ages. Amen. Almighty God, you have given us grace at this time with one accord to make our common supplication to you. And you have promised through your well-beloved incarnate that when two or three are gathered together in Christ's name, you will be in the midst of us. Fulfill now, O God, our desires and petitions as may be best for us, granting us in this world knowledge of your truth and in the age to come life everlasting. Amen. Let us bless God. Thanks be to God. Glory to God whose power working in us can do infinitely more than we can ask or imagine. Glory to God from generation to generation in the church and in Christ Jesus forever and ever. Amen. <laughs>